Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for watching online if you're watching online tonight. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to let you know that I feel like the Lord's dropped another series in my heart. And you know it's got to be God because that usually is not how it happens. But I'm thankful for when it does. And it actually was birthed, I believe, a couple of Sunday mornings ago when I was ministering from the subject of the change that took place at the wedding of Cana. And we talked about change and the importance of change and, and how change happens. And the most important change that can happen, church, is a changed life. And so that really sparked something in me, and I'm going to be teaching on that this Sunday. I'm going to spend a whole Sunday morning talking about nothing but what it means to be born again. Because I really believe we live in a time, in fact, I'm just going to go right to where Jesus taught from that subject when he was speaking to a man by the name of Nicodemus, a religious leader. A man who we know, being a religious leader, had already memorized the first five books of the Bible. But yet, he had a conversation with Jesus, and Jesus told him, yeah, as studied as he was, a churchgoer. But yet, Jesus told him, you must be born again. So we're going to learn a little bit more, I believe, in greater depth just what it means to be born again. That word born again, that word again literally means born from above. Born from the Spirit of God. If you have a friend that you know, I know we all know at least two or three friends that don't know the Lord. Can I just encourage you, bring them with you Sunday morning. Because it may be that that seed of the... Of the uh, a gift of salvation will be planted into their hearts. And if they don't know that they're born again, how awesome would it be to see some, some new names written in the Lamb's Book of Life this Sunday morning? And all I'm asking you to do is pray now between now and Sunday and ask the Holy Spirit, who can you bring that's not going to another church and that's not already saved? Bring them with you Sunday morning because I believe, church, that is essential. And in fact, that's the title that I believe he gave me to give this series, End Time Essentials. I feel like in my heart I'm going to just be teaching on here as in the next few times that, we, that I get to, we get together and I get the chance to minister. I'm just going to be talking about what is most important. There's a lot of things that are important in life, but I'm going to be talking about what is most important. That word essential means of utmost importance. And so I want to just begin this tonight by just going to Matthew 24. I want to ask you if you would go with me. I'm so glad you're here. I believe you are ready to receive the word of God. Just wave at me if you're ready to receive the word. I know that you are. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just begin reading. Father, I thank you for your help tonight. In Jesus' name. Matthew 24, beginning in verse 1. If you don't have a Bible, it'll be up on the screen. If you don't have an iPhone, you can use your eyelids and look right up here on the screen. Matthew 24 and 1. I'm going to read just a few verses. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another. 
that shall not be thrown down. He was speaking of the entire time that was to come. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? Talking about the end times and what will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed. In other words, one translation says, watch out. Take heed. Again, we're talking about what's of most importance. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Some of you are familiar with this passage. Matthew 24 is a chapter that speaks of the end times. Here it is right here. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Church, we're living in these times right now. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And I'm going to skip down to verse 11. Stay with me. Just a couple of more verses. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. We're living in that time. We're living in a time of lawlessness. Just, just no regard for what is right. We know what's right. And I'm talking we and, you know, just the culture that we live in. We know what's right. We just don't want to live by what's right. That's lawlessness. Now watch this. And because lawlessness will abound, abound meaning it's everywhere, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. In verse 14 where I'm going to stop. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world. How many know the gospel is being preached right now in all of the world through technology? It's exciting. It really is. We're living in this time. The gospel is literally being preached all around the world. And as, and uh, let me read it again, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now, I just want to focus on a few things tonight. We're just going to call this end time essentials. And as I just read to you, this chapter does speak of the end times. Jesus tells them of some things that, are, that would happen when that time comes, the end time. And the disciples even asked him. That's what sparked the conversation. When is this going to happen? When is the end time? What are the signs going to be? And that's the conversation that Jesus was having privately with his disciples. And they asked him when and what and the signs. And what I want to show you tonight is Jesus' response. Yes, he did give them a few signs. He told them there would be wars and rumors of wars and other things like that, nation against nation. But what I want you to see, that was not his focal point. That was not what was most important. And I want to show you what was most important. What Jesus really honed in on when his disciples were asking him about the end times. They had asked him in privately, when will the end be and what are the signs? And what I love is Jesus didn't focus on the signs. He mentioned them, but as we're going to learn tonight, that was not his focus of this discussion. 
His focus was on how are we in the midst of the end times? What is happening not around us? Again, we want to watch and pray. The Bible teaches us that. We ought to watch and pray. We need to be informed and we need to know what's going on. But our focus, church, according to what Jesus taught, it wasn't so much what was going on around them. What was important was to Jesus to get across to his followers was it's more important with what is going on inside of you. So I want to just give you four or five uh, essentials tonight. First of all, it's found in verse four, the first key essential to end time living. Are you ready? You want to know what these are? Yes, I believe they'll help you. I believe they'll help you. The first one is found in verse 4 when Jesus says, Take heed that no one deceives you. Another translation says, Watch out. This is what's most important, church. When he said, Take heed, he, it wasn't so much what was going on around them, the signs, the times. It was, Take heed. Let no one deceive you. In other words, what's most important is, Where are you at? with where things are in other words if I can just break it down when he was saying take heed of yourself he's talking about the most important thing right now the of utmost importance is where are you at with your relationship with the Lord I just really feel that strongly in my heart right now church do you know he could come back tomorrow night I just believe we're living in that time I really do I'm not looking for an undertaker. I'm looking for the upper taker. I believe the rapture of the church could happen at any moment. I just believe that. I believe it could happen in our lifetime. I believe that, church, because I believe the Bible is very clear on biblical prophecy. All, you know, there's hundreds of, of prophecies that address the second coming of the Lord. And I believe we're living in that time. But don't worry. I want to tell you, yeah, it's important that we are aware but what's most important is that are we just ready are we ready are we living right do we have is, is our house in order is what I'm trying to say do you know Jesus Christ in a personal way does he know you that's I believe is what Jesus was saying here number one the most the, the first important essential for end time living is how is my relationship with God how is my passion for God where is my heart tonight? Is my heart right with God? Am I living uh, uh, the life that he's called me to, le to live? Am I living according to his word? Am I living in my everyday life? Tomorrow morning when you and I wake up, do we wake up to please ourselves or do we wake up to please him? That's what I'm talking about. That's of most important. It's where is our heart? Are we living according to the word? Am I praying and spending time with God? Can I tell you in this day that we're living in, that's not important. That's of utmost important. Come on. We cannot take our, our cues from, from ABC or CBS. We got to be taking our cues from the spirit of God. We got to be hearing the voice of God. We want to be spending time with God during this time. That's of most important. Take heed of yourself. Are you listening for that still small voice? Are you spending time alone with God? Is the only time we worship here at church? It shouldn't be. It's of utmost important that we have our own time of worship before our Lord. You know, 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine yourselves. 
I believe that's the time that we're living in. Examine yourself, not the person that's sitting next to you. Examine yourself, the apostle Paul said, to see whether you are in the faith. In other words, just check your heart to make sure you are where you're supposed to be with God. That's of utmost importance. That's an end time essential. So make sure that we are walking right with God. Are you walking by the spirit of God in your everyday life or are you walking by the flesh? I believe today is the day of utmost importance that we are walking according to the spirit of God. That's of utmost importance. A.W. Tozer said this. You can be sure the Holy Spirit never enters a man and lets him live like the world. It's of utmost importance, church, that we're walking after the things of God and the word of God and the spirit of God. It's just that time that we're living in. Because I believe the spirit of God is orchestrating things and he's, and he's posturing his church, you and I, for, for what, what I believe truly. And you, you know me, I don't just say stuff just to say it. But I believe we're being postured and positioned as the church of the living God to see the greatest awakening we've ever seen in America. I just believe that. I really do. It's of utmost importance to take heed. To examine ourselves just to make sure that we're not just going through the motions. But that we are truly living our life. Sold out. All in. However you want to say it. Number two. We'll get through it tonight. When it's verse six. After he said take heed that no one deceives you. In other words take an inventory of where you are. The second one is found in verse 6 when he said, see that you are not troubled. See that you are not troubled. Now is not the time. I say this from time to time, but it's true. I want to say it again tonight. Now is not the time for you and I to be worried. A lot of people are looking at, you know, current events. What's going to happen? What is happening? What is going on? Can I tell you? Now is not the time to be worried. Now is not the time to be anxious. Now is not the time to be discouraged. That word troubled is literally translated agitated. Now is not the time to be shaken up. That's what that word agitate means, to shake. Now is not the time to be shaking in our faith. But now is the time, church, to be strong in our faith. To be standing strong. Do not... Be troubled. Now is the time to be standing strong, not operating out of fear. Come on. But in faith. I want to show you another place. It's actually Luke 21, 28. This is another place. This is another place in, in Luke where it is of the same just in a different location, but it's also where Jesus is having the same conversation, speaking of the end times with his followers. And in Luke 21, 28, he says it a little different. He says, now when these things begin to happen, I'll read it to you. Talking again about the, these same things, these end times, signs of the times. When these things begin to happen, watch what Jesus says to do. Are you with me? Are you looking up on the screen? What, did, what does he say? Look up. And lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Notice he does not say to look down. He does not say to be discouraged. Come on. To be dismayed. To be worried. He says to look up. 
Look up. And then when he said, when you look up, you'll be lifted up. Look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. Now is not the time to be troubled. What did the psalmist say? I lift up my eyes towards the hills from where my help comes from. My help doesn't come from the hills. My help comes from the Lord. Now is the time for you and I to be looking up, not looking down, not worried, not, not, not anxious about what we see happening. Now is our time to be looking up. Because when we look up, church, I promise you, when your focus is right, when your focus and your perspective is on the Lord, on the things of God, on the word of God, come on. You'll be lifted up. Oh, but gas is up, Pastor Manny. Well, can I tell you what else is up? My joy is up. My faith is up. Why? Because I'm just simply focused on what God is saying right now and not just what the economy is saying right now. Come on. (laughs) It's essential right now that we be looking up, not looking down. I see, I just felt this in my heart. There's a lot of folks, I believe, church, even in the church, not just our church, but the church, that just looking down, discouraged, dismayed because of situations and circumstances. In fact, Cammie even told me when she was ministering, as mom said, in Hot Springs at the women's conference just last weekend. They had a good turnout, kind of like we do with our women's conference. There were a bunch of ladies there. It was awesome. But Cammie was the last speaker on Saturday afternoon. And the Lord had already showed her what to do and the word that he had given her. And she had an altar call. She told me it was full. Probably close to a hundred ladies had responded to that altar call after the word of God had gone forth. And do you know what that altar call was for? Anxiety, depression, trauma. All of these things that I'm mentioning tonight, I'm here to tell you, it, it, is, it is happening in this time that we're living in. And I believe the Lord would put a message on my heart, a series on my heart to let you know in time essentials, what we need to know, what's most important, not just what's important, but what's most important. Now is not the time for you and I to be struggling with fear and anxiety, come on, and depression. Now is our time to look towards heaven where our help comes from. I believe that that's an essential that Jesus told his followers. Don't be troubled. Don't be discouraged. Don't be agitated. Be encouraged. But you got to know something. God is up to something in your life tonight. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are ahead of you. The the greater one, church, you got to know this, lives on the inside of you than the one that lives in the world. That's the second essential understanding. Now is not the time for us to be troubled. Now is our time, church, to be focused on what God is saying and what God is doing. That he has filled us with his spirit. We have power from on high. To be who he has called us to be. That's an essential. We got to know that. Do not be troubled. Then the third one. I'm going to get through it tonight. Was found in verse 13. These are essentials. Not only is it essential to take heed and inventory of where you are with God. And then to not be troubled or dismayed or anxious. 
or in fear. But then the third one is, I love this one, verse 13. But he who endures to the end will be saved. But he who endures to the end. The third essential is to live with endurance. Now, when you really look at this text, you saw the verse before where Jesus said, because of what is happening, come on. Because of the condition and the state of the world that we live in, lawlessness, I read it to you. What did he say? He said, many will grow cold. Another translation says, many will wax cold. Many will allow their hearts to go grow cold. Why? Because of the condition of, that the world is in. Iniquity, lawlessness, that's what that word means. It's when we, it's the known violation of what is right. Living without any conviction at all. And it said as a result, Jesus said when that abounds, when, there's, when you see that on every corner, what that's going to cause for a many, they didn't say a few, he said many would grow cold. When I read that, I thought, wait a minute. That's not this church. We're not growing cold. I believe we're getting hotter and our light is burning brighter because of what God is doing in us and through us. And we sense that. I believe that church, that he's doing a work on the inside of us right now. But in that, I think mom already said it, to live with endurance is just to not quit. Now is not the time to quit. Now is not the time to grow cold. Now is not the time to quit or to give up. But now is the time to stand strong in our faith. Come on. Because he's setting us up, church. This is the end time essentials. So that we can be the end time church of Jesus Christ that is going to be used, I believe, to see souls saved. To see lives transformed. To see people filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe that's the time that we're living in. And these are essentials, church, that helps us to get there. It's to just not live with, it's to live with endurance and not quit. I heard somebody say, I thought it was really good. Christianity isn't just for enjoyment. Come on, there is joy for serving the Lord. Come on. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. So don't hear me wrong, but it's not just about enjoyment. It is about endurance. Christianity is about endurance. It's about being in it for the long haul. It's about being in it, church. Come on. And standing strong in our faith in times of uncertainty. Come on, that's the times that we're living in right now. Standing strong in our faith. Not wavering in our faith, but standing strong in our faith. Come on, he who endures to the end, that's you and I. I believe that with all my heart that we are standing strong, living with endurance. Being who he's made us to be, come on. Living strong, standing strong. And you know what? We can stand strong, church, when we're standing in his strength. Ooh, I think we all have to learn that lesson. We'll only go so far in our own strength. But I tell you, we can sure stand strong. Come whatever may. <laughs> we can stand strong when we're standing in the strength of the Lord.
being who he's made us to be, being that witness, living with endurance. There's no quit. There's no quit in us. We're like Timex. We just keep on. We take a licking, but we keep on ticking. Then the last one, as I come to the end. Jesus said, after he told them to live with endurance, not to grow cold. Come on, we're not getting cold. We're getting hot. We're allowing the fire of God, the spirit of God to burn bright on the inside of us. Then the last one, it's found in verse 14. And I love this one too. When Jesus said, and the gospel, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world. Watch this. As a witness. As a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. You know, when I looked at that church, I saw something in that. The gospel will be preached in all of the world. As a witness, you know, sometimes when we hear that phrase in all of the world, and yes, we do understand because of technology, the gospel does go out all throughout all of the world. But you know what? Can I just give it to you the way he gave it to me? Another way we can look at that, that the gospel is going to be preached in all of the world. I believe that also speaks of where you and I, all of our neighborhood, all of our workplaces, the gospel is going to be preached in all of the world. How about in all of our places that we go, in our, all, of our, all around our neighborhood, all around our schools, all around our workplaces? I believe that's the time that we're living in, that the church is being the church. You and I have something to say. The gospel is nothing more than good news. You and I have been called. We're all ministers in this church. You all have good news to share. You have a testimony. If you're saved, start right there. Share the good news with other people that don't know the Lord. Of how you came to know the Lord. What he's done in your life. I'm talking about just sharing the gospel. Jesus said the gospel may. He didn't say it may be preached. It, it, it might be preached. No, he said in time essential, it will be preached in all of the world. And then the end will come. I want you to know that, church, we have a part to play in that. We preach the gospel every day by the way we live our lives. We preach the gospel at Walmart. Come on. <laughs> we preach the gospel when we go into town. We preach the gospel. Hallelujah. When we're working on our job, we're preaching the gospel. We're being a witness. That's what he's talking about. And, uh, and preach the gospel in all the world as a witness. As a witness everywhere that we go. I thought it was really neat. Today I saw somebody post this on Facebook. Today is March the 16th. 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Church, that is the good news of the gospel. Just letting people know that there's a God that loves them. Letting people know that there's a, a, a Savior that died for them. Yeah, right where they are. That's sharing the good news. That is sharing the gospel. Letting people know about the love of Christ. That's simply preaching the gospel. But can I tell you, church, 
Is it an essential for you? Is it something that you understand? That that's a mandate that we have. That's a calling on our life. In fact, when Jesus told his followers before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, what did he say? Wait until you receive the promise from the Father. And then he went on to say, and you'll receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And what did he say next? And you will be my witnesses. Right there. We've been called to be his witnesses. Of sharing. (laughs) That's what they did. Peter, come on. Shared the gospel. Shared the good news. Stood before in that town square. On the day of Pentecost, just simply sharing the good news and how much God loved those very ones that actually were the ones that put Jesus on that cross. The religious folks. And what did Peter say? He stood up and he preached the gospel under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says... They were so penetrated in their heart because of the gospel, because of the good news, because of the message of the cross, because of how much he loves you and me. The Bible says that they were pierced in their heart and they ended up telling Peter, what must we do to be saved? Church, that's an essential To getting the good news out. Can I just tell you tonight? It's still good news. If we'll just get it out. If we'll just share it. If we'll just let people know just how good our God is. You know what? That's going to be another message in this series. How to share your faith. How to be a witness. Because church, I strongly believe that's not just a suggestion Jesus didn't say, consider going and making disciples. He said, go. He said, go. So in closing, I'm going to finish right on time. God is good. Has this helped you tonight? Do you have some essentials you're taking with you tonight? Well, here they are. I'm just going to give them to you one more time. Stay centered in Christ. Stay committed to the word. Stay connected to the church. Now is not the time for the church to be scattering. Now is the time for the church to be gathering. Stay connected to the church. It's an essential. Stay calm in our spirit. Come on, not troubled. I speak it over you right now. You're not troubled. You're calm. You have the peace of God that rules and reigns in your heart. Stay calm in your spirit. And lastly, stay compassionate toward others. Ah, stay compassionate toward other people. Would you look for somebody tomorrow that you can just share the love of Christ with? I'm excited about Easter Sunday just being about a month away. We're already praying for Easter Sunday. We've ordered invite invite cards. They'll be in hopefully in a few more days. You know how we do. We want to get invite cards in your hands. We want you to be a part of seeing lives change this coming Easter. I believe it's April the 17th. We want you to be an active part of that. Would you just start begin praying now?
as to how God can use you to share the good news of the gospel and start looking at, targeting those that you know, again, that aren't going to church anywhere and that don't know the Lord. That's an essential, is to share the good news. Stay compassionate towards others. I'm done. Can we give God praise right there if you receive it? Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. So glad you're here tonight. So glad you're here. Thank you for being here. We'll close in a word of prayer. And Again, I want to just remind you about Sunday morning. We're going to talk about what it means to truly be born again. Would you consider praying about bringing somebody with you Sunday morning? Let's do that. Let's all be an active part. We all know two or three people that don't know the Lord. And their life literally could be changed for all of eternity on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Would you just bow your head with me? Father, right now, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together one more time in your name. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts tonight through your word and by your spirit. I just thank you for every person that is here, every person that has watched online. I just thank you, Father God, for filling them up. Father, with your word, with your spirit, giving them the confidence that they need. During this time that we're living in, Father, one of the most exciting times to be alive. And we thank you, Father God, for using us to further your kingdom, for using us to be your witnesses now more than ever before. Father, for your glory, we believe that we'll see the lost saved, we'll see lives changed. Father, in this region, in this 60-mile radius, and we thank you for that, Father, that we are going to be a part of what you're doing in this hour. We thank you for it. Holy Spirit, lead us as we go tonight, tomorrow, and the rest of this week. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, Amen. Amen.